Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Hayden with the Hill Pursuit Podcast. This is episode 77 of the of the show, and this is going to be the Happy Valley 70.3 race recap. Last episode was actually the Happy Valley 70.3 race preview, where I kind of walked through um, some real-time phone notes that I took, some voice notes I took in real-time, some summaries of um, uh, my perspective on some of the the bike course, transition areas, swim, run stuff. So um, this is a, a full recap of everything. And little spoiler alert, I did crash during the bike course, got up, finished, slugged through the run. So you'll hear a little bit of that perspective, that story, how that happened, why it happened, where it happened, and how it kind of affected the rest of my day. But um, this is this is an episode with Coach Kenny, and he said it he said it perfectly. This race turned into a new kind of PR, and it's one that I was really proud of when I crossed the finish line. Um, uh, the race was a lot of fun. Um, of course, nobody plans to plans to crash, uh, but um, still learned a lot, had a great experience, got to race with a lot of Victory Multisport athletes. If you're from Victory Multisport, I give quite a few shout-outs, so make sure you listen for those at, uh, at, the, onset of the, at the onset of this episode. Um, and talk a little bit about how everybody performed, which was just fantastic. It was really cool. Give my perspective on um, some of the transition areas, some race logistics, some good, some bad. Of course, talk about the swim, talk about the bike course, talk about the hills, um, check in with Coach Kenny. Kenny actually had pretty crazy experience on on a big elevation hike where he saw a bear. Um, we talk about that story. Um talk about spectator friendly stuff, whether it was good or bad at, at happy Valley and maybe some things that they could uh, potentially improve moving into um, of course, an extended contract with that race uh, venue did finish the race. Super happy with it. Um, another one under the belt, not at all what I planned, but again, this turned into a different kind of race finish and a different kind of PR for me personally. So I was really thrilled to cross the finish line again, that's not my mindset anymore. I have more specific performance goals, but this one changed on a dime at around mile 49 of the bike course. So listen in um, for that story and kind of how that happened. If you are listening, thanks for following along with the show. If you're listening on a streaming service, so Spotify, Podbean, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, don't forget we do have a YouTube channel, Hill Pursuit. So check that out. We have some cool race recaps, previews just some other cool training videos race day race morning stuff so check out uh check that out if, if if you want to and give give us a like and a follow um check us out on facebook instagram other socials at hill pursuit if you want to reach out to me directly you can email me hillpursuit at gmail.com and then this episode all other episodes coaching information nutrition information blog posts can all be found at hillpursuit.com so check out the website Really appreciate you listening. This is episode 77 of the LP Podcast. Enjoy the show. What's up, man? How we doing? Oh, good. Just got back from Yosemite this weekend, so no complaints here. Yeah. I know we have to talk about that, that the saw a couple pictures and they looked uh, pretty awesome, dude. Like, like a postcard. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta make up for all the taxes you pay for in uh, California one way or another. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite way to do it, dude. (laughs) Yeah, for real. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Um, Yeah. Here we go. Episode 77. Um, I wanted to get this out for a little bit, so I'm glad it worked out that, you know, we could sit down and and do this. But um, yeah, so last episode was um, a Happy Valley 70.3 race preview. Um, So this one is, you know, naturally just going to be Happy Valley 70.3 race recap. And, you know, I'll, I'll probably touch on a little bit of just the day in general, I guess, but um we haven't really talked about it in person anyway. So we'll talk about like, I guess my race also and kind of how it went for me, but I kind of want to talk more about just how the day was just in general also, but um, 
because recently I did blog, I, I put up a little blog post about kind of how my race went. So, um, you know, had a little incident, you know, late in the bike, in the bike leg, um, around mile 49.50, I crashed pretty hard and blogged about it and got some really great, uh, support and people reaching out to make sure I'm good. And I am good, obviously. So, um, but yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, I really just wanted to kind of, we haven't done an episode since the race preview. I wanted to get this out. It's a natural progression. You have a race preview, you have a race recap. So <laughs> that's kind of where we're at. Here we are. Um, but yeah, dude, tell me about your training because as, as a reminder for people, if you're listening, um, coach Ken is, um, is, uh, you know, I guess for lack of a better, uh, better term, pursuing uh, a 140.6 in the very near future. So how's that going for you, dude? Uh, everything's been going well. Uh, bike and running has definitely gotten a little bit easier. Uh, the biking, because the Sacramento Ironman is predominantly flat, which is sweet. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to get a little bit more comfortable in the saddle, which I've been able to maintain for pretty much every single ride for about the past month and a half, which has been great. Um, the swim. Well, dude, it's, you've got a new saddle, up? though. you got a new saddle, right? <laughs> Tell us about yeah. that. I got a Trek, what is it, Equinox bike. Um, it's pretty sweet. Bought it off of eBay, so I'm pretty stoked to use that finally. Um, yeah, and not sweet. use some 24-hour stationary bike things. So, you know, um, definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the biking has been going great. Uh, I can't wait to get outside and actually enjoy some of California's beautiful weather instead of being cooped up in like a closet in my gym. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. So the biking I'm looking forward to, and then the running has been, you know, fine and easy for me so far. So no complaints there. The swimming is still a little bit of an issue, especially with, uh, some of the ankle pain that I've been experiencing, but I've been managing it and trying to focus a little bit more on the mobility side of things. And because I realized that I have like zero plantar flexion, in my ankles. So I think that's the reason as to why, um, I've been having so many issues. And then also on top of that, I've been recording myself swimming and I don't, I don't move almost at all at my hip. So I think that's why I'm overcompensating with my ankles, which is causing me yeah. to have a little bit of pain. So I played around with that a little bit today. I realized that I was able to stay in like a lot better streamlined position and my ankle didn't bother me at all. So I think I kind of figured it out. Um, but I'm going to stay on top of the mobility uh, I'm still going to use the pool buoy when I need to, just to make sure that I obviously don't hurt myself. And to be honest, like I know for myself, when it comes to like the upper body side of things, I know I can still like power through the swim if I need to, but like, I would prefer obviously not to, if I didn't have to, I want to be as efficient yeah. as I can. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, the good thing I'll have to look into this. I actually don't know off the top of my head. You might know just cause you're racing it, but the good thing about, you know, the swim in these races, these long course races that if it's wetsuit legal. So I don't know if you know about Sacramento. I honestly haven't looked into it, but if it's wetsuit legal, dude, you pretty much have to just move your arms and you'll get to the finish. I, I you know, it, it is, it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's typically yeah. wetsuit legal. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't experience any, anxiety in the water your stroke is decent all you know all of the above right that's not to say that anybody can hop in move their arms and get to the finish that's definitely not the case i didn't mean it come off like that but uh, all the other variables aside if you have good stroke mechanics it sounds like you're working on them that's great those wetsuits add a, add a lot of of help and support obviously buoyancy so um you're kind of right like you you could probably muscle through and it's not something you want to, you don't want to muscle through two and a half miles. Right. But, um, no, that's also, that's also why we ultimately train a lot of like bigger intervals, not, you know, not necessarily yet, but bigger intervals and, um, you know, using paddles. So you almost feel like you are getting like almost like an upper body pump. It's crazy. So, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to, have multiple tools to, to kind of pull from when you're in the water. So, um, yeah, dude, I'm glad to hear that it's going a little bit better. I know that's probably really frustrating. Well, yeah, I think I said this even the last time I was on here with you too, but it's just like, you know, the one form of exercise that everybody assumes 
is like safe and completely fine for everybody to perform. I'm struggling with when it comes to pain the most, because dude, like I was telling you, like, I think prepping for a marathon or running would actually probably beat up my ankles less than that's all the crap that I've been doing in the pool. So yeah. I'm like, what the heck, man? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty wild. That is completely backwards. That's, that's true. Um, yeah. yeah. What else was I going to ask you? So yeah. what do you do at Yosemite? Uh, we hiked uh, the upper Yosemite Falls Trail, and it was awesome. I uh, went with a small group of friends. Um, what was it? It was about four, I think it was like four miles, 4.2. But, dude, the elevation game was crazy. Um, like, I think the first mile was like sixteen or 1,800 feet of elevation game. And I think mm-hmm. I was carrying like around like a 30, 40-pound pack with me. Um, yeah. So that was a good time. And uh, I got my heart rate up a little bit on that. But uh, my favorite thing in the world for hiking places like that is your heart hurts going up. Your joints hurt coming down. Yeah. And I definitely felt that crap on my knees, dude, coming down. But I'm, yeah. I'm good now, thankfully. But uh, some of the guys that we we're some of the guys and girls that we were with going up, they were definitely struggling <laughs> as we were uh, climbing. And I think they kind of underestimated how difficult the hike would be. Um, but overall, definitely worth it for the sights. And I also actually saw my first, uh, we saw our first bear, like ever in the wild. And uh, the thing was like, probably, so I was with Grace, uh, Grace and my wife. And um, we were, we were probably about maybe 15, 20 yards away from the thing. And it just popped up out of nowhere as we were coming down. And obviously like, you know, you see a bear in the immediate, immediately, I hope most people know you're supposed to like yell and, you know, act big and whatever. But I was like, this thing didn't see me. So I'm like, I'm not going to start screaming for no reason, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like everybody was yelling on the bottom of the trail, like bear, bear, bear. Um, but I definitely did have like a what the heck moment. Like I've right. never seen it in person. And I was like, that thing is huge, dude. <laughs> Holy... No, thank you, dude. That's funny you say that because nice little segue, right? It's funny you say yeah. that because um, when we were doing a shakeout ride at the bike check for Happy Valley, I didn't see it, but someone else posted in like the social media group that they saw a bear on the first mile of the bike course. So like, it's not like they, it's not like they went off on a weird course. They were on the bike course and they saw a bear the day before the race. So I'm just like praying. I don't see this thing. I mean, at least we're on a bike and we can, you know, at least like put out some eight. Hey, bro, you might be, yeah, I was about to say, you might be, uh, you might be hitting the PR for that power output there, dude. <laughs> Golly, might but, be, uh, um, might be breaking that bike train. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that irked me a little bit. I don't, I don't play around with, uh, I don't play around with that stuff. I've never seen one. I think no. I would completely crap myself if I did, so. And, I, dude, I have to say this, too, because when, uh, so when the bear kind of went off by itself or whatever, it kind of just climbed, like, this little mountain peak thing. And it was just doing its own thing. It's probably seen a million people, right? It's just so funny, the world that we live in, because, like, Grace and I walk down and then we see it sitting on top of this, like, hillside, right? It was still only maybe, like, 40, 50 yards away from us. But we were like, okay, crap, let's take a picture and some videos real quick and then get the heck out of here, right? Then like 20, 30 people, or maybe not that much, a lot of people all like corral around that one area. And dude, we are living in 2023 because everybody else is just taking videos and pictures. And I'm like, dude, that four or 500 pound animal could be down here in a half a second. I'm like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> Put your phone away. Yeah. Put your yeah. Phone I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit around here and find out, man. So, but it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. No, no thanks. Um, yeah. Frick. Anyways, um, before I dive into the Happy Valley, like, I guess recap, I just got to give a shout to some people who just like raced awesome at Happy Valley. Um, some victory multi-sport athletes, people that I have trained with and some people I coach, but just awesome stuff. So, um, first I got to give a shout to Candice and Kate for qualifying for 70.3 yeah we both work with kate uh, quite a bit um 70.3 worlds so they're going to be traveling to finland i believe it's in late august so just intense Uh, august august 26 i think yeah yeah so Yeah, yeah um that was just so cool to see um you know working with those two athletes is is awesome i know you have you've worked with Kate quite a bit as well so but yeah Kate and Candace big congrats there 
Um, then we had a really cool, like, um, a relay of some, some athletes that I coach. Um, Rachel did a swim. Brian did the bike leg. Um, and Nick did the run leg. And they, I honestly don't remember off the top of my head, but I know they placed pretty high in terms of relays. I think they were in the teens. I know they were in the teens um, overall, which is just awesome. Um, so that was really cool. Had a couple people, Brett and um, Tristan, complete their first ever 70.3 and both just like completely crushed it. They're two, um, they're bros for sure. Like <laughs> they're bros outside of victory multi-sport and they're, they're bros inside of victory multi-sport is pretty awesome. So um, I got to make sure I hit uh, the people I need to hit here. Um, I'm going to save Aaron for a little bit because Aaron, Aaron, I'm saving Aaron O <laughs> because uh, well, I'll get to it in a second, but I think that's actually it. Uh, in terms of like people that I work with or train with pretty regularly, but I'm saving Aaron. Aaron, another seventy point three dude. He's he's been crushing seventy point threes all season. He, you know, coming into the race was a little like, I don't know if overtrained was the right word, but burnt out. And sometimes people use those interchangeably, but just like needing motivation, um, and you know, because he's already raced so many very challenging 70.3s. He's traveled across the country a handful of times. He's from California, actually. I was just going to ask. Yeah, I yeah. think I I think I do follow, or I've seen his Instagram before. I was going to ask yeah. if he was from here. Yeah. Also, side, you know, sidecar, Instagram is just absolutely fire, Aaron. So, <laughs> AO, AO is just, like, crushing the Instagram game. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's flying across the country to race at happy valley and um just needs some motivation anyway we were together on uh, a lot of the bike leg without even really trying it he came out of the water like 10 seconds before me um we were in transition together he probably had like 30 seconds to 45 seconds faster transition so he took off a little bit on the bike and um i was just kind of gathering myself but then around like mile geez what was it around mile 40 to like 50 ish we were basically just like going back and forth like he would chill on the hills and i'd kind of like push the hills and um <laughs> then he would like cruise past me on a flat or you know vice versa whatever but we were back and forth and honestly we were hoping to run the half marathon together and um by the looks of like how he ran it i i probably could have like that would have been so so fun so Aaron I'm sorry that didn't work out but anyways rewind and, and kind of start from the top here um the day itself so here we go into the recap so if you stuck with us this long thanks but here we go into the recap um the swim was wetsuit legal and it was at uh excuse me bald eagle state park which was actually like 28 miles away from um transition two so the logistics of race morning were super super annoying you either had to park at beaver stadium and take a shuttle 28 miles to the swim or you had to have somebody drop you at the swim but if someone dropped you at the swim they weren't allowed to leave the swim location until the last swimmer was out on the bike course and it, it was just like, uh, honestly, a logistical nightmare. So um, I ended up getting dropped off. I had family there, but then they kind of got screwed and had to stay there way too long, even after the last biker. So, and it was just a huge cluster. So it just was not spectator friendly at T1, unfortunately. You've done that race before, right? This is the first time it's ever been held. Oh, it's the first time. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. I yeah, was about to ask. Then that, then that makes more sense then, I guess. Yeah. So logistically, I'm sure they'll tighten that up next year. And I think they got a couple of years in the contract, but um, if not more, right. It was an awesome race. I hope they keep coming back. I'd love to do it again. But um, yeah, T1 and the, those logistics race morning were super annoying. So um, anyways, that, you know, that stresses right off the bat, but 
the swim was um, wetsuit legal, and honestly, it was probably the easiest swim I may have like ever had personally in like a big long long course race. There were two turns the entire swim, a right and a right. It was just a big triangle. Oh, so that makes it that makes your oh the breathing then right? Yeah. So right, you you breathe to the right. You have all your sighting buoys, which was perfect for me because that's how I naturally breathe comfortably too. That's what um, I was just gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, I, I don't know. I guess if I had to guess, 800 meters in, you're taking a right, and then another eight, uh, maybe 600, what whatever it was. I don't know. You take another right, and then you're home. <laughs> I mean, it's it was just a huge triangle. So there were only two turns, and you entered and That's exited. Sweet. Yeah, pretty much the same location, which was really really nice. So, um, the swim was honestly cake, very easy. Um, and also just friendly for, you know, just logistically like breathing and sighting. It was just really easy. So my game plan going into the swim, like I know I'm capable of like mid thirties minutes, um, cause I've done it before, but I wanted to stay relaxed and because this bike course is no joke. So I wanted to like be as fresh as possible for the bike course. That was my big goal. And then kind of attack the bike course where I knew I could and then save, save my legs for the run. So whatever I cruised the swim at like 38, 39 minutes. And honestly, that's even faster than I expected. So, um, I was just thrilled when I came out of the water and saw my watch that it even began with a three, because I, I was literally just thinking, I'm just going to cruise this, keep it nice and easy. If it's somewhere between 40, 45, I really don't care. I just want to feel good when I come out anyways. Um, so that was awesome. T1 super freaking annoying. We had to like run our bikes through basically like the woods of this state park for like a quarter mile before we got onto the mountain line. It was, we were like, surrounded by other athletes who were like how far do we have to run these bikes so like the t1 times were just like huge like usually it's like you know four six minutes whatever people are in t1 who are like moving fast in like eight nine minutes it was insane yeah <laughs> i don't even remember what mine was probably five or six or something but it was just like so long to get to the bike course so that was like another um uh like negative i guess i had from the the start i guess is this a is that pretty typical for like first time races yeah i don't know dude or I like mean, there so i rode the course beforehand and i envisioned it being very very different and then out of nowhere there's like this path through the woods that everybody has to follow and it was just really strange i'd be shocked if they did that again there's a, there's enough concrete that they could easily change the route to get to the bike course, but it would limit some parking. So I don't know if they're going to want to do that or not, but through the woods was just ludicrous. And then we're mounting, we're mounting on this road that is only a two lane road and everyone's mounting on one side, the width of a single vehicle when other athletes who've already gone through are passing, coming back on the other side, again, the width of a single vehicle. So it was very dangerous mounting at T1. Like people were swerving into the oncoming cyclists. I imagine something bad happened there. I didn't see it, but I saw very close calls. People are, people mount their, their bikes like idiots. Like, they're wobbling all over the place. They're still dizzy from the swim. And they're like literally inches from getting taken out by someone at 40 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour. It was just like, I was just like, I need to get out of here. Just get on the bike and go. So, <laughs> yeah. So the mounting thing at T1 was also really weird. T1 mount was was strange. But um, I don't know. Onto the bike. You got anything? I mean, no. I was just going to say, I mean, it just sounds like logistically speaking, it's just you know, I run this all through my head, like the transitions and I've watched a couple of videos and all these things too. And unfortunately, most of the videos that I've found, at least when it comes to like transitioning at races, like these are all like 
you know, places that have been doing these things for years and it's super organized and like very, uh, what's the, what's the word here? There's no gray area. It yeah. seems like with all the races that I've seen. So I'm trying to envision just that bottleneck of bikes of people. And yeah. like, I just don't, I don't fully understand why you would have incoming riders or people on bikes. And then, yeah, I mean, it just sounds like a nightmare. Like you said, yeah, it was, it was a headache and very, very high stress. And it was just like uh, something bad was just bound to happen there. So um, I, I would imagine that changes, but we'll see. Um, I guess onto the bike. So I rode the bike course before. Um, I saw the two, recap video. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. two hills. 28 miles and like 40 41 miles somewhere in there my mileage was a little bit off in like the the recent podcast because we took a wrong turn out of transition so we were like a couple miles off when i was like giving the real time feedback it i might have like said 28 but it was 26 or whatever but like mid late 20s and then early 40s for these two hills the first hill is at mile 28. It's like a mile long, um, really steep, but it's only a mile. The second hill at mile 40 is three miles long, really steep, but not quite as steep and okay. three miles long. So the first hill, whatever, leading up to the first hill, you can fly on the bike course. Like there's rolling hills and I think you accumulate somewhere around like 16 to 1800 feet of elevation by the time you get to mile 28. So it's like small rolling hills that just add up over the 28 miles. Like okay. nothing, nothing hard, nothing you're climbing and like fighting to climb at all. Get to mile 28 and you know, it's like the race all of a sudden starts because the, the hill gets to um, 15% for a couple minutes. So Pretty, mile 28 rough, yeah. yeah you're 28 yeah. miles in if you don't know that um incline you could have screwed yourself within the first half of the bike course and just like overbiked, not Pacing, prepared yeah. for that mile and just like completely messed that up messed up your effort so i knew it was coming i felt really good i climbed it strong you know i I knew there was about 13 ish miles after to kind of cruise again. And I felt great again. So, um, yeah. 28 to 40, 41, another couple roll, couple rollers. And all of a sudden you get to 41 and it turns into, you know, gut check time. It's like you're getting to the highest point in center County. And there, it's really cool. They, there was a picture of you get to the top of the peak of that Hill. And there was a photographer there literally taking your picture with the road sign that says you're at the highest point in center count. Like it was pretty cool. So <laughs> and you get um, to see everybody's, uh, you get to see everybody's perfect pain face, right? You said it's at the top of that, right? When yeah. everybody's looking spectacular and you gotta like, yeah. what you gotta like force that fake little yeah. smile that you're just yeah. like, Oh yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't just climb well, a three honest, mile mountain. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even see the person. They must've been across the street because I saw the, like, I, I got the picture of myself. I actually haven't even posted any pictures of myself. I saw the picture of myself, but um, I didn't realize anybody was there. So I don't know if I'm sure there are some really entertaining, like people oh, are just, dude. Like, dying. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would love, I would love that job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so mile 41, it gets to the big climb. And this is where I first saw Aaron. That's why I was saying, I would kind of bring that back. He was ahead of me up to this point. <laughs> I get to the, I get to the hill and we literally start the hill pretty much at the same time. And I just like fly by him immediately. And he's like, yeah, let's go coach. And I didn't realize it was him. So I'm like looking as I'm climbing, flying past some people. And I kind of slowed down just for a little bit. Cause I noticed it was him. I was like, Oh, yo, what's up? How you doing? How you feeling? Because like, you're not going to get in trouble for drafting or anything as you're going six miles an hour up a hill. Like, so yeah. I just was like, who cares? I'll just talk to him for a couple minutes, whatever. Um, Cause again, I'm not trying to like win this race or anything. I just want to feel good after these hills. So we're just like chilling a little bit and he's just like dead beat, like <laughs> completely beat. 
murdered his legs. He's just like, dude, this hill is killing me. He's from California where there's nothing. Yeah. So, no. He, uh, I mean, <laughs> at least that's what he says where he's at. There's nothing. So he's, he's in uh, SoCal, right? I think so. Or, yeah. SoCal. Okay. Yeah. You up here. I mean, you probably you probably find some pretty terrible places here. But yeah. if you're in SoCal, I can see that being a problem. Anyways, um, that's cool, man. Yeah, I quickly realized I was like, yeah, we'll probably pass each other again. I'm just gonna like go a little bit because he was he was in his own pain cave and I was getting into mine. So I just kind of started trucking up the hill. There's a couple. It was kind of funny. There's a couple not flats, but you could call them flats that were like five or six percent incline and it felt like a break which is pretty crazy because yeah obviously that's well, not a break but it's a break after compared to eight to ten percent yeah know? i was about to say yeah half literally yeah so anyway dude i get to the top of this hill i'm feeling good there's a little bit of um this is where the um what they call it the speed limit came into play going down the hill so you ascend all that elevation in three miles. It was like 900 feet or something. Whew. But then you, you descend all of it in a mile. So you're flying. flying. Yeah. yeah. But they smartly put in a speed limit that you can't go over 25 miles per hour between the top of the hill and the bottom of the hill. And there were, there were literally – speed mats so if an athlete went averaged over 25 miles per hour down the hill they'd be disqualified so this was like a very big deal for safety purposes everyone knew it i didn't see anybody go too fast so it was very made very very clear um it wasn't hard to stay under i also had a bike computer so i could literally see my speed and i stayed at like 22 23 easily the whole time okay that's but, what I wanted to ask too, like how you were monitoring that or like if you're just cranking yeah. on the brakes the whole time or I was, okay. you, you have to, you literally have to, yeah. this, yeah. this, it was so steep. I think people could have easily, if they wanted to like hit 60 miles an hour, it was may, dude, honestly, maybe more. I've never even sniffed anything that fast. I would imagine it, it may be more for some people, but it was so steep. But anyway, got through that. And then like mile 42, 43 through like, dude, basically 55 is like flat, fast, tiny rollers. Mile 55, there's a tiny little hill to get back onto campus to T2. Um, but um, I didn't, you know, I didn't make it that far for the, for the story. So I'll, I'll rewind a little <laughs> bit. Mile 41, finish the hill. Aaron catches back up to me. So he was probably only a couple minutes behind me. Catches back up to me on like some rollers or some flats. And he's like, yo, we might be able to run this thing together. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's freaking do it. 30 seconds later, I'm flying over my handlebars and he's in, he's in front of me, doesn't know. So it's like, all right, I guess that's not happening. Well, you know, can I even race? Can I even continue the race? All right, here's what happened. Um, mile 49 is where it happened for me. I went back into my training peaks later and, um, I looked at how fast I was going intuitively. Like I told my wife, Oh, I was probably going 30 miles an hour. I was literally going like 29.6 miles per hour when I crashed. So, um, what happened was I was making a pass on an athlete and, when you pass, you're supposed to speed up and get at, you know, whatever, whatever you're supposed to speed up and not be within certain bikes, bike lengths of the athlete. When you transition back over to the right side of the road, six bike lengths or whatever. So I sped up past the guy and going over 30 to make the pass. But then it was like right on the ridge of a rolling hill. And then as soon as we got over the rolling hill, there was a left-hand turn that was really sharp. And I started hitting my brakes because I had to make this turn, but I already gained the speed from making the pass. So the road was really wet because the last like 10 minutes of the climb on the big hill, it started like raining really hard. Roads really wet combination of some other things that the universe just kind of put into play, but roads really wet. I hit the brakes 
going 30 plus miles an hour. I, I fishtail my back tire and center of gravity is off immediately. So I just kind of like flew over my handlebars and actually landed right directly on my head, my shoulder and my right hip. Um, I skidded a little bit and I thought I would have like ripped up my tri kit, but I didn't. So, um, priorities, what'd you say? Priorities. Yeah. Right. I'm like, Oh, did I, am I going to finish this race naked is what I was thinking, which was hilarious. Nah. But, yeah. I so, just mostly refer to, um, you know, ruining the tri kit. You know what I'm saying? Those things aren't cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. For real. <laughs> You're replaceable, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like sitting there in a daze and so much stuff's like going through my head it's like this race was super important to me for you know a few reasons like state college i absolutely just love state college big penn state guy you know i have a bunch of athletes here it's the first race i'm doing like with this victory multi-sport team and i want to race well for a lot of different reasons and i have family and it's it's just like all of this stuff all at once yeah like pressure yeah that I didn't really feel before that exact moment. You know what I mean? It was really strange. So now I'm like down in the dumps. Not only am I like a little dazed and confused, I'm like down in the dumps and I'm like, can I like, what is, what is the rest of this race going to look like? I didn't even get off the ground for like three or four minutes because I didn't know if my hip was okay. So I'm just kind of sitting there and trying to get some clarity Nobody stops, by the way. Not that I feel like anybody really should have, maybe, but nobody stops. Um, I, you know, I wasn't laying Blinders. there. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't laying there lifeless, I guess. But whatever. I, I don't think that's a big deal. But it crossed my mind, like, geez, nobody wants to just like see if I'm whatever. But uh, like, bro, stopped. I just got done. With, I just got done with this hill, man. I can't even. I can't yeah. even look down straight up. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I end up standing up and realizing my hip is like completely screwed. Um, I have a headache. So I'm thinking, Oh geez, like what did I just do to my head? You know? Um, but main, honestly, my hip hurt more than anything. Didn't even realize my shoulder until like halfway through the half marathon later, but I still had like seven miles. I needed to bike, um, just to get to T2 and I'm looking at my bike to see if my bike is messed up. I couldn't tell if it was like messed up big time or just a little bit like my handlebars were all jacked up, but it looked like most of the mechanical was okay. So I was like, I clearly don't have a hundred percent to give right now. Anyway, let's just get on this thing and try to cruise it into T2. I'm not even going to think about the run right now. Like if I can run, I'll run just get to transition. So I got on, I think it was like seven minutes after I crashed or something like that. I'm just kind of like slogging it into T2. So my bike split is not only seven minutes slower than it would have been. It's 10 or so because I'm just kind of dogging it the last seven miles. But um, you got on the bike. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's like I'm going it through my head and all of a sudden I'm like before I crashed, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put up a bike split that's going to be this, and my legs feel really good, and if I run this run split, then I'm going to be this finish time, and that would be awesome, and that's what I want, and maybe I'll pull back a little bit so I can have even fresher legs and still try to make this finishing time. You know, it's all going through my head, and then just like, boom. It's like, can I even like get on the bike? Is my bike messed up? So it's like, get to T2. We'll figure the rest out. This turned into a completely different race, dude. Like I had all these expectations and goals and like wanted to enjoy this day. And I did enjoy the day. I absolutely did. But this, you know, the place is special to me. So I was just like, this is going to be awesome. And I'm going to give it a hundred percent, whatever. Turned into a completely different race, mainly like a survival like kind of thing, which I guess I've experienced before, which was kind of helpful, but it's just, it sucked. So get back to T2 and I'm not even trying to be fast in T2 at all. Um, I'm taking my time. I'm like going through things again in my head and I'm like, what the heck just happened? Like, and then at the same time, I'm like, am I able to like limp through this? Am I like, am I able to run this? I have no idea. Like what, what do I feel like? So just put my shoes on and I'm like 
going to start the run and I'm walking and, you know, feeling like crap and unhappy and hip is just destroyed. Still have a headache, dude, not to mention everybody gets a headache when they do these things because they're severely dehydrated from these races. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even thinking concussion, you know, which, you know, spoiler, I, I ended up going to medical immediately after the race got treated for a concussion, nothing like crazy serious, but I wasn't even on my mind. I was just like, I feel like crap because I'm just raced pretty hard. And now I have to slog through this half marathon, whatever, start running. Um, I'm trying to like hold a decent pace under 10 minutes and I, I can for a little bit, but it's not feeling good. I did it for like a mile, maybe mile and a half. And I'm just like, I this is not happening. I can't, I can't run this fast. So I started pulling back big time. I had to walk, walk, jog quite a bit. Um, I, I did, you know, I finished, but it was more so just like frustrating than anything. It wasn't like, you know, my body was broken down, but it wasn't in the same sense of like, because I pushed so incredibly hard. It was, it was more so like, I, I, my hip is just destroyed. I have to be careful, you know? Yeah. So come back another day, dude. What'd you say? Just, you know, live another day to come back. Right. I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to sustain something major and then put yourself out for a couple months and then no, no, you still did the race, dude. So, yeah. And it's like, it's crazy because you know, I'm significantly more experienced right now. I'm not like I might not be in like the best shape of my life, which is, is fine. Like there's ebbs and flows to that. But, um, this was my slowest 70.3 and I knew it would be, I knew it wouldn't be a PR because of the bike course having so much elevation, 3,500 feet. But I did not, I was expecting close to an hour faster, you know? So it's like this race, the time is what it is, but I also am at the same time, just, super proud that I finished it because I I mean, I, I could have been like seriously injured and thank God I wasn't, you know, which is fine, but um, I was able to finish it. So it turned into a different type of battle and, you know, I got through it. So it's like a different type of the metal PR. Yeah. It's a different type of PR. Exactly. Dude. Love that. It's a different type of PR. Um, The metal means something different than like, Hey, I pushed as hard as I could today. Dude, you said it perfectly. A different kind of PR, um, a completely different kind of race. And the mindset behind it was, you know, no longer, hey, let's put a good run together. It was, let's make it to the finish line and like finish the race. So I, uh, I also wanted to mention something too. Uh, I think, you know, outside of obviously the, the side of competition, you know, people want to hit PRs, people want to improve. I think we talked about this on this podcast multiple times, but one of my favorite parts of this whole thing and outside of a few other reasons, like, you know, trying to assist some of the people at the Hill Pursuit and Victory Multisport with nutrition and food. One of the reasons why I even want to pursue doing a full Ironman is for the mindset. You know, you're going to get to a place, like you said, there's no such thing as an easy Ironman. There's no such thing as an easy triathlon. Right. So it's just like, I want to see where my brain goes and regardless of my time or however it ends up turning out, I'm going to get to a place where I'm going to be uncomfortable, whether it's the swim, the bike or the run. And you just got to see what you have. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's my takeaway for you, I guess, yeah. is that you still completed it. It was a different type of PR and you got to see a mindset shit. <laughs> yeah, so, sure, dude. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it, it's, uh, you know, you've done some really hard things, you know, so, but at the same time, not that this, not that this full Ironman is going to be, excuse me, like harder than 24 straight hours of pull-ups. Maybe it will be, maybe it won't be, but at the very least, it's going to be different, completely different. That's right. Like, yeah. The type of hard will be completely new to you. And even if you do 10 Ironman or 10 70.3 races, not every type of hard or every like everything you, you know, experience or, or every um, 
type of adversity that you face in these race in these races is the same. It's not the no. same every time. Like uh, it's it's not even close. So every race is completely different. I mean, every single one is completely different. So um, a lot of people just want to get across that line. And no, that wasn't my mindset going into the race at all. But it sure as heck became my mindset. And um, I didn't think that, that would happen. So, it, you know, you know, it's a little humbling. But at the same time, it's probably my probably my proudest finish being as banged up as I am. Um, and I say am as, as I am because my hip is still a little messed up. I did go for a run today and it, it feels manageable. So um, uh, I'm not limping in my running at all right now, which is good. I mean, it, it's not a hundred percent, but it, it's fine. So, um, and I only say that because I'm scheduled to race Ohio 70.3 in two weeks. Um, and I still really, really want to, for other reasons, I have a lot of family out there. I can have a lot of support at that race. I raced it last year for its first, uh, its inaugural, uh, location in Sandusky, Ohio, where my wife's family has a lake house. So, I mean, now it's got this whole other vibe to the race, but, um, I do want to race that one really well. And I, I ride that bike course literally every time I'm out at the lake house. Uh, so I know it very, very well. It's flatter than flat can possibly be. There are no hard left or right turns. So of course a crash can happen for something dumb, <laughs> like, like someone dropping a water bottle in front of you and you swerve or you run it over. But aside from that stuff, I'm not going to be like crashing on any hard right or left-hand turns. That's for sure. But let's not jinx ourselves and make sure you double down on that, uh, that Amazon prime day helmet, you know? <laughs> no, my helmet was great. No cracks in the helmet. I mean, clearly, bro, you're talking to me right now and you're still looking good, dude. So yeah, you're fine. I'm just I'm just saying, like, that's very common. Like if you do take a fall, the helmets work, right? But it's still not uncommon that it would like have a small crack in it and then you're done. You're not wearing it again. So no. um no, there's no cracks in it, which is fantastic. I mean, those helmets cost enough money that they better not have <laughs> I was about to say, you want to send your boy a referral and uh, make sure also that like my head's probably a little bit bigger than yours. So you got to get me like the freaking, you know, the double XL one, even though I'm only five, five, bro. I don't have a little head because <laughs> I mean, Hey, like you got done saying it or like you said at the beginning, dude, this is my first one. Right. So like, who knows? I might be going over twice. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> now you got to, uh, you have to make sure you double down. You just jinx yourself. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I'm over here trying to, you know, I'm buying secondhand yeah. everything, and I'm just like, yeah, the one thing I'm not going to buy secondhand, bro, is a helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, in summary, I mean, the run also finished on the on the 50-yard line of Beaver Stadium. You get to come in the tunnel that uh, the team, uh, you know, Penn State Nittany Lion football team comes through, which for me was pretty freaking awesome. I've stood – I've stood on the sides of that tunnel and watched the team come through there, you know, I don't know, a handful of times. And it's, it's, it was just really cool to be like, Oh man, that's where I saw so-and-so and so-and-so and so, you know, whatever years ago or last year, whatever. But um, yeah, it was, it was pretty sweet. And uh, the 50 yard line finish was really, really cool. Um, so it's a race I really hope that I can do again. I don't know about next season necessarily because of timing of other things, but um, it was awesome. I loved it, and I'll definitely be back, um, if not for anything else, but uh, some revenge on the course. Um, so, for sure, uh, I can't wait to do that one again. Um, I think we went on long enough. I didn't even think it would go that long, but what do you got? You got anything? Uh pretty much like I, I, all I'll finish up with is that you said that this might not be the hardest thing that I've done, but you know, I was just thinking about this. I'm good at pull-ups, man. Right. I don't know if I'm good at swimming. I'm decent at running and <laughs> not built for biking. So maybe this might be the hardest thing that I've ever done, dude. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. That just ran through my brain. I'm like, 
is this going to be the yeah. hardest thing that I've done? Probably just because of the, you know, the, <laughs> I'm thinking of my mechanics and your boy is built to lift weights. I'm not built to yeah. sit there and do cardio all the time. Yeah. So yeah. like, I know. Well, I'm slowly you getting, I think you're going to surprise yourself, but. Yeah. I mean, I'm slowly getting skinny over here too. So I would hope <laughs> so with all the freaking calories I've been burning and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty much all I had, though. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's all I got, too. So we'll wrap it up. This was episode 77 of the Hill Pursuit podcast. Um, I referenced it earlier in the episode, but we do have a website, hillpursuit.com. Um, uh, I, I posted a blog recently kind of recapping the race experience that I just went through on this podcast uh, for myself. Um, not really much about the day as a whole, so we touched on a little bit of everything, but um, so, uh, but if you want to read that blog and kind of see how the race went for me, what was going on through my head at different times, that's in there. That's on the website. Of course, Ken's and other nutrition, um, experts contact information is also listed on the website along with other coaching info links to this podcast. All other podcasts are also found on the website. Again, hillpursuit.com podcast is on anything that you listen to podcasts on. Spotify, Podbean, Google, whatever. Also, if you're listening to one of those streaming services, check out the YouTube channel at some point. Um, we just broadcast uh, the podcast, but we do have some cool videos, race previews, race recaps uh, in terms of some videos and race day preps and things like that. Some other like just random training videos. So check the YouTube channel out. That's just Hill Pursuit. Um, find us on whatever the socials are at Hill Pursuit, Instagram, Facebook. Ken, you want to drop your progressive strength stuff? Progressive strength project at uh, both for Instagram, uh, Facebook, and then uh, progressivestrengthproject.com for my webpage. So check out all that stuff. Thanks for making it this far. This was a little long, but appreciate uh, appreciate the listen. This was um, a Happy Valley 70.3 race recap. Next time.